Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, May 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. One day ago, we weren't sure how we were going to do today's show. Uh, with the possibility of a Game 3 in the Region 2 Championship Series being today at 1 o'clock from Sager Field. But didn't have to worry about that because the Hedgesville Eagles took care of business in Game 2, sweeping the Jefferson Cougars and claiming the Region 2 title, heading back to the state tournament for the first time since 2019 with a 3-2 victory over Jefferson last night. Unfortunately, we couldn't be there, but uh, our color commentator, Trip Tobin, uh, is there and trip you're on the phone now how are you doing i'm doing good and uh you were there for that game last night much of a pitcher's duel for most of it until uh uh the sixth or seventh inning yeah jackson ruest and uh and uh raleigh morgan got after it and did what they've been doing all year long and shutting down batters and throwing to contact and getting outs and just kind of cruising through those first couple innings and trip uh hedgesville gets the win overall uh, had a great season where the one seed in their section were the two seed overall. Uh, what do you think were some keys to this team, though, uh, coming through with this region championship? Because before the season, we thought they would have a good team, but I don't know if we necessarily thought they would go this far. Yeah, you know, before the season, we talked about it, and we were kind of doing a rundown of each team. And, you know, we uh, we were talking about Musselman and all the pitching staff that they had and what, you know, Jefferson had coming back. And, you know, Martinsburg, uh, you know, last year's section champion. But, you know, we kind of kept uh, talking about Hedgesville and talking about and, and we kept saying, and they have a good crew coming back. And I think that, you know, I think myself and many others kind of overlooked that senior class and, and what they could do and, and the leadership that Braylon Connor and, and, and Jackson Ruest and what Chris French did down the line and, you know, and, and Tanner Matthews and, uh, you know, I think it just comes down to they just their sophomore guys grew up pretty quick, you know, here in the last couple of weeks and were able to handle the pressure, you know, down the stretch and hit good pitching and uh, and and those seniors just, uh, you know, we would just have to look back and we just have to, you know, almost apologize and say, you know, coming back, but you know, we're talking about other seniors and um, you know we never we never didn't say that. Jackson and, and Braylon and Tanner and those guys can get it done, but we just, uh, you know, we just didn't give them quite the credit that was due, and maybe they used it as motivation. And, and I say we, I mean me, myself, and, and others. And I just think that senior class just become great leaders. You know, that they're just uh, they're just dirt bags, like I call them. They just get out there and get after it every day and get everything they can to their team. And and then you had the bottom of that lineup with. Colin Quinn yesterday and Pence and French all coming through with doubles as they've done down the stretch and you know Canarium uh, you know coming up and, and just playing really well. Gage Gano turn that lineup over and it's just been phenomenal and fun to watch. And Trip, you bring up that bottom of the lineup, the six through nine guys. They were critical during this playoff run for the Hedgesville Eagles. 
spot critical. They were <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, you know, again, it happened again last night. Like I said, I mean, you got doubles out of Quinn and and Pence and and French at critical times in the games, and uh, you know, they just they just get that lineup turned over. Uh, you know, Gage Cano does what he does and lays down bunts and moves runners and and uses his speed, and then next thing you know, you look you're facing the top and. You know, other than Kyle Lohr, I mean, I think he's the, you know, Braylon Connors, the only other 400 average hitter in, in the area. And, I mean, he, they just continue to give him RBI opportunities and he just keeps coming through. But can't get RBIs if those guys aren't on. And you lose your, usually your leadoff guy isn't one of your big RBI guys, but not at Hedgesville because their lineup just contributes up and down. Trip earlier, you called them a bunch of dirtbags, and I know from your Facebook <laughs> post that it's not an insult, but for those that might not be aware of what that term means for the baseball field, I'll let you clarify so you don't get in trouble. Right, well, dirtbags, they're guys that just go out there and give it at all. You know, they you know, they they play for the name on the on the front, you know, they play for their school, they play for each other, you know, they don't they're they're very unselfish players and they get dirty, of course. Um, they're not afraid to dive after a baseball or or put their nose on on a ground ball, and uh, you know they're in the outfield just giving everything they got, and you know, and, and and they just pick each other up, and they're just incredible teammates, and they're just all around ball players. You know, dirtbags by definition sometimes are the guys that aren't that don't have the intangibles. You know, the guys that you have to come and see a game to see what you're looking at. Like you can't tell a college coach, hey, come see Braylon Connor. You know, he's you know he's not six foot tall, but he plays big, and you know he's got he's got all these, uh, and they're like what? You know, but when you come watch that guy, you you realize that he's a guy you want on your team, even though he doesn't fit that what we would call he doesn't project. But um, you know it's not always in in the size and in, in the five tools. It's 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 heart, and you can't teach that. And these dirtbags on that Hedgeville team are just full of heart. And the other thing, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, I asked Jackson Ruess last night after the game, um, you know, Ian Wolf got a walk-off hit. But it was in Jackson's spot in the lineup. Ian Wolf had entered in Jackson's spot. And many had thought that maybe Jackson would stay in the game or play first. But, you know, it was questionable. What, you know, he was coming up that next inning. Would, would he come back in? And uh, Ian stepped to the plate, and, um, and and he got it done. And I asked Jackson, I said, that's pretty wild. I said, but that was your spot. And this is what he said. And I quote him. He says, he said, he said, it doesn't bother me one bit. He said, Ian's got some big hits for us all year long, and I know he could get it done. So they have faith in each other. You know, there's no selfishness there. There's zero selfishness. Yeah, we'll hear head coach Eric Grove kind of talk about that and picking each other up later on in the interview. But you have some updates on some former players for both those two teams, Hedgesville and Jefferson. Oh yeah, last night we was uh, we had a little bit of um, EPAC royalty in the house. We had the Kyle West was in the house, got to speak with him. You know he's going to be headed off to Green Bay here soon to play for the Shockers down there, and and uh, he's leaving on Thursday. And you know he, uh, you know they they won their region down there at U- University of Charleston, but got knocked out in that regional prior to the World Series. So you know he was he loved that he was there to see that, but he wanted to be in the World Series at Division Two, but. Anyway, he's not going to be home long. He's going to be gone and playing in a college league uh, similar to the Cape that Chase DeLauder played in. He's going to roll out here next Thursday, so you know he's going to move on and try to make his mark in in the baseball world at the high level. And then um, Colin Horowitz was there supporting his Jefferson Cougars and tells me he's going to play a little bit for the Cannons, but he's going to take off for the campus of University of North Carolina here early June and take some summer classes and you know, get some of that schoolwork behind him so he can focus some on baseball and not get behind in school. So two guys that are just going to go play baseball at a very high level this summer.
And then I talked to Chase's daughter this morning, and he's taking a lab at bats now. He's got his first game tomorrow in Arizona since his surgery, and he hopes to be with the Lake City Captains here in a week or two. Sounds like good news all the way around the state trip here. Uh, last question, I think, for us. Um, this Hedgesville team now, one of the two teams, I believe, that have punched their ticket already to Charleston, Cattle Midland, also joining them. And Greenbrier East, I know, has a 1-0 series lead against St. Albans. We've seen them this year. And uh, it's 1-1 between University and Morgantown. Um, they played a night. So do you think this Hedgesville team can go on to win the state title? Well, I certainly do. I mean, I believe that they, they they've got all the, the tools, and 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 then they've got the biggest uh, tool. That's not really the we talk about five tool players, but they have the sixth tool, and that, that's the that's the heart, you know. And uh, and and they've got guys that just just lean on each other. They don't. I mean, if we think of Jackson Ruiz as the leader and the three sport superstar, but you know, just like his quote there earlier, I told you he doesn't feel that way. He feels like that he's just part of a group of you know fifteen, eighteen kids that. They're going to go down there and contribute, and it's going to take all of them. And I think that they bought into that team concept, you know, with each other. And um, they've got good starting pitching. They've got Lane Lauder, who's really picked it up here, you know, late in the season and become a shutdown pitcher. And, uh, you know, they've got Jackson, they've got Tanner, and they've showed they've got some depth with Ian Wolf and some other guys. And uh, and we know what they can do offensively. So, And defensively, they've really picked it up. I mean, their outfield doesn't uh, let a lot of balls drop. Gage Cano gets things done out there. The middle's solid, and Noah Brown has played in a phenomenal third base back there. And, you know, they've they've switched up their catcher and their left fielder to get uh, Canarium and uh, Pence both in the lineup because their bats are hot. So, And those guys are taking their roles and going with it. And I just think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to get the one seed, and people aren't going to understand that because they think if you knock the number one seed – in the state off that you'll get the number one seed but you know i learned that, that seedings were voted on before regionals ever started so unfortunately probably capital midland and in uh, morgantown and those kind of those areas will probably get the one two seeds and hedgeville even though probably going in should be the one seed based on you know what they've done they're probably going to end up in the three seed because of the pre-regional voting all right, Trip. thanks for the time, and we'll uh, talk to you here soon, maybe next week, about uh, the Legion season. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Trip Tobin, our WRNR color analyst for high school baseball, the manager for the Berkeley Post-14 Hornets, which you can tune into the, some of their home games, most of their home games right here on TV10 and WRNR all summer long. Uh, how about this, guys? Time-wise, let's hit this first break, and then we come back. We'll have the interviews and play the Game Changer video from the walk-off last night. First segment, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kemp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back in two minutes to break this matchup down a little bit more. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Here's to the grown-ups. Your car is now your office. Stage. Nursery. Shh. Sorry. Insuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent. Not a giant corporate call center or some online robot. You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Trip Tobin, who uh, was at the game last night, break it, broke it down last segment for us. And uh, I guess now it's time to, uh, Nick, you just want to play that clip behind us for those watching on uh, TV 10. This is his this walk-off, Ian Wolf's walk-off from last night. This game-changer shot, the game-changer for the video, so those watching can see uh, just the celebration, and uh, we'll start playing the interview with Coach Eric Grove post game, and here's his thoughts on the win and heading back to the states for the first time since 2019. We're joined by Hedgesville head coach Eric Grove and coach. You guys going back to the state tournament first time since 2019, and uh, what did it take for this team? I know we've talked for the last couple of weeks about you know the way the teams come together. Yeah, I mean, it's, this time of year, it's about peaking, it's about intensity, it's about having each other's back. This team's never been more behind themselves than they were this last stretch run. I think since Spring Mills, really, we really had to put our foot down. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like we had played really well there after I got thrown out. And uh, then after that, we kind of hit a lull, played a couple of really good offensive teams. We just had to decide, you know, like what – what identity do we want to have? And we, we try to take a little bit more of an offensive identity. We got our pitchers have to go deep. Uh, but, you know, now it comes down to two games. We got at least three that I'm really comfortable with. And Ian Wolf came in the big spot tonight. You know, I'm kind of ruined that I didn't walk the kid and then my kids bail me out. And you know, that's their version of having my back. You talk about Ian Wolf there. Ruess battled. He went to the pitch count limit. and You, you had to make a decision. You throw in Wolf. You know, he – you gives up a run there, but he also takes over the spot for Jackson in the order. So you got to hit him there, and he's able to come up with the game-winning hit. Yeah, the biggest thing for me with with Jackson, we you know he's he's batting, battling a little bit in his head, and he, he's had a hard time against some lefties at times. And so I don't ever want to take Jackson out of the game. I mean, I think he's one of two kids that's played every game this year, and that t- that says a lot coming out of basketball. 
but that just tells you what I think of him. And he understood, and first one out there to congratulate his teammate in a big moment, and Jackson's going to be there, and Ian's going to be there again. And uh, we t- we've talked for the last week or so about Chris French. He comes in again, and he does it for you to get a run on the board. He's an outstanding young man, and i got to get him to go play college somewhere. And if he doesn't realize how important he is this team by now, he never will because he's, he's personifies Hedgesville, and he's been a great one. And obviously it's Jefferson. Obviously they're – what they are with Coach Lowry, what does it mean for you guys to knock them off and get the win? Not only a win, but a sweep in the regional. Uh, it's you know it's a blessing to be able to coach against somebody like that. He's never been nothing but kind to me. And, you know, people don't like people that win a lot. He's won a lot. He's done everything you'd ever want to do in this sport. And, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for him and the fact that we've been able to come out on top of them twice – just says a lot about my kids it doesn't say anything about me my kids are that believe they can do it and you know I, I i it feels good to beat him but it just feels good to beat the teams we have to beat and uh they're always there so somebody's got to take a swing at them every year final question obviously the nest was loud tonight they were here for your team what does it mean for this town for you guys to make it back to the states and to beat jefferson in two games to do it here yeah i mean basketball got to go baseball gets to go and, you know, be one of four teams to get to do that. I don't even know who else it is. I hope that they're looking at how hot Hedgesville is right now, and I hope that means something we get down there. Um, these kids are going to graduate tomorrow. We're going to take a day or two to reflect on that, and we got to get back in the – get back in the shop and go to work and uh, not be satisfied with where we are. But, you know, this is a great, great feeling for this town. You know, I got my old baseball coach standing right there. I've had so many people that have been in my life come out here and support me. It just shows you how we how they rally around us here, and we wouldn't do it without them. Congrats on the win. Go celebrate. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was head coach Eric Grove post-win. Now, now I caught up with uh, Ian Wolf. Here's his comments after the game-winning hit. We're joined by uh, the savior tonight, Ian Wolf, and uh, you finish. Obviously, Jackson's got to come out and do the pitch count limit, and coach says he's going to you. And uh, you give up a run, but you you're able to get out of the inning, and then you take his place in the at bat. And uh, you know, I heard some people out in the crowd like, "Well, Jackson's Jackson. Why is he not? Why is he not getting it?" And then uh, you get the walk off hit. How's it feel to be going to the state tournament and uh, going with the RB, walk off RBI? It feels great. I was just trying to poke it up the middle, but for this group of seniors, we've been with them so long, and it just makes me really happy I get to send them to states. And uh, what's this season kind of meant to you guys? It was, you know, you guys have had a little bit of ups and a little bit of downs, but here of late, it's just been kind of all cruising. Well, we just we hit a hot streak. We're just trying. We made a mindset to make it there, and we're doing it. And we've heard from Coach Grove about it, but I want to ask a teammate: What has Chris French meant to your team this year? He's been a huge help. He he just steps up in the biggest moments, and when it comes to it, he's just hitting barrels. Congrats on the win, and good luck at states. Thank you. That was me catching up with Ian Wolf last night. Post game before that, that was head coach Eric Grove. But guys, your thoughts? Uh, Hedgesville gets the sweep over Jefferson. We all thought it was going three games uh, just because all these teams in the heat pack are so good and they just beat up on each other. Yeah, and really you look back at the game and and both games and it could have gone either way in both of those games. I mean, maybe not so much game one because of the water being so dominant out there and only allowing one hit. There was really no 
point where you really felt like Jefferson was going to win, but, I mean, it was tied for a long time, so it really could have gone either way if Jefferson was able to break through, uh, but they never did in that first game. And then last night, you know, uh, a good performance from Jackson, though. Eventually, Jefferson's able to get him out of the game with the pitch count and, and break through there to take the lead, and if they were able to hold on, they would have obviously won, and we would have saw game three. So, you know, both games were really close, and I think it shows how good these two teams are and how good the area is. Uh, because for the most part, we've had you know great games in every single postseason game. Uh, a few outliers here and there, but overall, it was you know two great sectional tournaments and a great regional as well. So, um, you know, I think though this Hedgesville team is just gritty. Uh, they find ways to win. They potentially have the best one-two punch in the EPAC in terms of the starting lineup or starting pitchers yeah. in terms of what you're going to see one day and then the next day with Lane DeWater and Jackson Rest. Two completely different styles, but uh, guys that are very effective. I mean, DeWater with his overpowering you know, velocity and control at times when he's on, he might be the best pitcher in the state. And then you follow him up with Jackson, who's got that curveball, that's very deadly. He's a lefty, uh, controls the base running game very well. You know, that's very tough to beat. So I think this team does have a chance to go on and win the state tournament. Um, it's going to be a tough state tournament. You know, we've seen how competitive the other regions have been. Uh, and also the fact that they're probably going to get a lower seed. I mean, overall, when you're the top four teams in the state, the seeding, it, it'll matter a little bit, but still going up against good team no matter what seed you are so uh, we'll see what they're able to do it's a it's definitely a tough format in terms of it's not double elimination so you know if you run but it into, is three days right you get a day off in between if you advance to the state championship so you get you can get a guy in that you know we, we talked with trip all season long and especially the other day he told us he goes jackson's a guy that can pitch that can throw a few, you know, 30 pitches and then pitch 100 pitches the next day. Yeah, I think the single elimination and the day off in between actually will benefit Hedgesville greatly yeah. because they can the pitch guy all that three. we haven't mentioned yet is Tanner Matthew, one of the three-headed monsters in that starting lineup. And typically you, you see it as the starting pitcher, which is why you haven't seen either Jackson or Tanner really come in relief, even though we did in sectionals. But typically, they haven't always had that option, and the only reason they had it in sectionals was because of all the weather and how long this tournament got delayed. If this was a double elimination, you wouldn't have that option, but now they do. So you could see Lane DeWater probably go day one. If he doesn't go as deep, you could see Jackson come in, and then maybe they either start Jackson if they were to win the first game, make it to the state championship, or they start Matthew and just have jackson ruest go both days of relief depending on how big his pitch count is yeah and they still have depth there other than those three big guys but you don't have to hold off on using one of those three options or one of those two options because most likely lane will get the start in the first game and will pitch the entire 110 depending on how good he goes and not be an option if they were to make it for a second game so to have that with those big three an opportunity to still use them if necessary and not have to worry about not getting to start them in a third game because there is no third game yeah. right but that's I think huge other teams probably have similar situations as well so i mean it is pretty balanced and 
maybe sometimes, like I know talking with Coach Lowry, sometimes you might have better pitching depth than another team, but they maybe just have one really good pitcher and, and then mm-hmm. get eliminated in the first yeah. round. So it can be tough either way, but I mean – for Hedgesville, I think it does work to their advantage. They're not one of those teams that doesn't have, you know, a great starter. I mean, they got three really good ones in Lane, who I think, again, when he's at his best, I think he's the best pitcher, at least around here. Maybe maybe show the he's state. the best pitcher in the state. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen every single pitcher. I don't know who all is committed where, but, I mean, being a JMU commit, you know, it's a D1 a guy. So, yeah. yeah, you would think he's among the best, at least. So Hedgesville claims Section 2. Cabell Midland claimed or region two, excuse me, Cabell Midland claimed region four, the nine, five victory in game one and 11, six victory in game two over hurricane uh, region one still yet to be decided as game one had university winning 13 to one in five innings over Morgantown. Then Morgantown gets the win last night, six to four. And uh, the winner take all game tonight at Mon County ballpark uh, between those two teams. And then in region three, Greenbrier East got the one nothing win in game one. St. Albans came back and in nine innings beat Greenbrier East six to two last night, and then they'll play winner take all game this uh, this evening to see who will win region three. So two out of the four uh, regions have been uh, tickets have been punched to the state tournament in Class AAA. We'll keep you updated tomorrow on the other ones. But uh, Jefferson softball, they are currently in action right now. You can watch on WV Video Productions, the state championship, all the way up to the state championship, double elimination tournament down in Charleston. It's bottom two. I believe they are up to bat, uh, and it's scoreless right now. So, We'll be keeping an eye on that and posting on Facebook once we see later on. But they are guaranteed a second game this afternoon, whether it be in the loser's bracket or the winner's bracket for day one, and then that would set up tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, that's – see, it's Jefferson trying to defend their state title from last year. Yeah, hopefully they can do so, stay in the winner's bracket like last year so that you have that advantage and continue to roll. Yeah, I mean, I think – softball is obviously tough how they do it you know with so uh, close yeah two days and one two games in one day but um you know i think jefferson has been down there before so they have that experience and they have a talented team so we'll see what they're able to do down there and what should be a good state tournament for softball all right before we wrap up kind of the local segment uh we get the news yesterday that uh Gerard Bowie has made his commitment to where he's transferring from D2 Concord to D1 Jacksonville State. They move up from FCS to FBS. They're now in Conference USA. He goes to a program coached by Rich Rod, and he joins former Martinsburg Bulldog Jacob Barrick. So congrats to him and a big move up to D1. Yeah, it is. And uh, we were waiting to see if there was a D1 offer for him because we know that when he transferred that there were a lot of rumors that he was coming to Shepard possibly and making that move because of how dominant they've been but the move to division one and going to play for Rich Rodriguez is a uh, great job for him and congratulations for having the opportunity to go and best of luck to him yeah I mean one of the best players in division two last year uh, as a wide receiver um and we'll see if he's able to do it at Jacksonville State. They've certainly had some success, so it's a great opportunity for him. But once again, congrats to Gerard Bowie, and that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Rossini's. 
home store, not just some fine store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. Excuse me, when we come back, Colin, not so much of a sad boy today as his Celtics will push it to at least a game five. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210 back in two minutes. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. (laughs) And then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, featuring Colin's breath there. Not bad. You <laughs> didn't realize I clicked the mic on, did you? No. Um, can you please stop breathing on the show? Yeah, I'll try my best. Thank All you. right. Well, I'm just so full of hot air, I can't help it. He's just really excited because mm-hmm. we can talk another day about a Celtics and not in a sad form as they uh, avoid being swept. They get a 116-99 victory last night, and there's really that third quarter scoring third outscoring uh, the Heat 38-23 to that propelled them to the victory. Yeah, they woke up in the second half and were able to come out after being down by six at the half to – have that dominating third quarter and then hold the heat back in the fourth quarter. And that's what you like to see. The defense stepped up, even though Miami went on a few runs. The Celtics were able to have a few runs of their own, including a 16-0 run in that third quarter to really spark Jason Tatum, who had a tremendous game, 33 points, finally showed up in this Eastern Conference Finals. Now it heads back to Boston, so things get interesting if they can get a win there, even though they have struggled 
at home for some reason in the playoffs. If they can get a win there, make it 3-2, even more pressures on Miami to have to win at home. Otherwise, it goes to Game 7 back in Boston, and from there, you never know what could happen. I know it's tough. Nobody's done it in the NBA coming back from 3-0, but it's been done in the city of Boston, so got to keep believing. Yeah, I suppose. Um, But, you know, it's not over until it's over. I think the Celtics last night, for the most part, played like the team they've expected to play like in this series, but we've seen this all postseason. You know, at times they've had their moments where they've looked good, but then came back the next game and and didn't really play that way. And, um, you know, we'll see. Obviously, I think the Heat had some good moments throughout the game, but didn't really play well. Uh, consistently enough, especially in that third quarter, like we mentioned earlier. So, and we'll see how this one goes. Um, I think it's still going to be the Heat to win the series. Ultimately, Boston might get another game coming back home. That would make sense. They could make it three two, but it's it's never happened before. I don't think it's going to happen this year. It's just so tough to do in in basketball. I mean, you compare it to baseball two completely different sports yeah. in terms of how you know the result can be determined a pitcher could go out there and just pitch amazingly and uh you know you could easily win four games in a row over a team um basketball you know you, you need a lot more things to go your way to come back from 3-0 hockey we know it's you know kind of random anyway in the postseason the best team doesn't always win as we saw this year with the boston bruins typically in basketball the best teams do win but not this year necessarily. Yeah. Uh, game, f- excuse me, game five set for uh, Thursday. Shipping back up to Boston. Shipping is what I said there. If anybody misheard that, you didn't mishear that. I said shipping back up to Boston for game five uh, with, again, backs against the wall. 8, 8.30 on TNT. The, they open up. Boston opens up as an eight-point favorite at home. That's a I mean, big they, line, home, but yeah, it's been it's a big line for that's a team. Been the that's, line though at home for some reason yeah. this entire series, but the recipe for success last night and it's going to be the same thing for Game Five is if they can shoot the three ball and shoot it well. I mean, they in their game yesterday, eighteen of forty five, so forty percent from beyond the arc. Over half of their shots in total were in the game were three pointers. So they're picking to live and die by the three. If they live by the three, they're going to find a way to come back and win this series because the Heat died by the three, eight to 32. Yeah, I mean, but typically the formula for success in the NBA has not been a shoot a jump shooting team until on. That's you true. Know, jump shooting teams didn't do well in the postseason, so maybe we're seeing a revert back to that with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, they, they, they need to. That That's how it worked. Keep doing it. All right, well, Nick, you weren't here yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on this. So after the Lakers fell on Monday night, uh, 113-111 to the Nuggets, they were swept out of the West Finals. LeBron James, very candid. He said that he's got a lot of thinking to do this offseason about potential retirement. What do you think? Do you think he retires? What's your take on what he said the other night? I don't think he retires. Um, I feel like he might have said this before, but I could be wrong. Uh, but either way, I mean, we know before he has said that he wants to play with his son. Uh, his son is a year away. Now, he does have a pretty bad ankle injury, I believe it was, that he's still kind of recovering from. Uh, so could he maybe miss some time due to that? 
Could he sit out a year? I don't know. I, I heard that theory that he sits I saw out that a theory year too. Yeah, and I'm not really buying it necessarily. I think if he's gonna, I think LeBron's gonna come back and play next year. Uh, I think Kyrie's gonna go to the Lakers, and they're gonna try to run it. All right. There's his thoughts on that. Uh, how about let's switch over to NFL here. Um, interesting news coming out of Jets OTAs is Aaron Rodgers apparently has an ankle injury. It's a it's a or calf calf in calf strain. Yeah, it's just a mild calf strain. Nothing too serious here with Aaron Rodgers, but you know it's definitely a little bit discouraging to see him get hurt uh, early in OTAs when he's coming to a new team. But other than that, he said he's living the dream with the Jets. Yeah. So if he's rejuvenated and can return to form, maybe this is what Aaron Rodgers needed uh, was a, a new a change in scenery to. I mean, just two years ago, he was the MVP. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about him, but he definitely showed a little bit of his age last year. Uh, can he bounce, bounce back in New York? I think it, it was important, though, for him to get, you know, a lot of offseason time with these new wide receivers. It's still a young group, just like he had with the Packers last year, but he didn't take time to really work with those guys. Um, and now this injury is going to hold him back a little bit. But good thing is it's nothing significant he won't miss any games or anything but he'll miss some practice time here yeah moving on another injury yesterday a non-contact injury for commanders tight end armani rogers who the team anticipated being a bigger part of the offense this year he tears his achilles and here's ron rivera on uh the injury with armani how big a blow is that for you considering what he saw last year yeah it is a little bit of a blow and it's unfortunate it's just you know he did it running and like I said, it was non-contact. He, um, he's a young man that really progressed very well for us last year. Um, but we feel very confident in the, in, the, in the group of tight ends that we have right now as well. So, But it is a big loss uh, as far as the young man's concerned. Yeah, big loss as you know a guy that made, made some... five catches last season. Well, he also did a lot during the preseason. Yeah, preseason, that matters. Yeah. They just said that they're hoping for a bigger year than him. Obviously, it's not going to be that tough if it's yeah. only five catches last year. Well, I'm just saying, like, what did they really see? Because he only made five catches the entire season. Off-season stuff? Okay, what does that lead to? Hopefully a better season the next year. I mean, he's a rookie. What do you expect him to I do as a tight end in a crowded tight end room, even though it was injury-filled for Washington? I'm just saying, like... If you're a guy that's going to show some promise, I would expect you to have more than five catches during a season for me to really be excited about your future. Well, now, I feel bad he that wasn't he got given hurt. the opportunity. Yeah, well, I mean, Logan Thomas got hurt last year. They had plenty of injuries at tight ends for him to step up and emerge as the starting tight end. He missed time plays. with various knee and ankle injuries last well, year. Well, then if he can't be on the field, can't produce. He was uh, making the transition from a college quarterback. He was a college quarterback at Ohio University. I didn't know that. Why does Washington do that? They like to convert their quarterbacks to tight ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know. All right. Uh, another thing here. We Maybe talked a little bit about it yesterday. And then they'd stay healthy at the position because they're used to yeah. the grind. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, but Chase Young not at Commander's OTAs. Uh, but I guess Ron Rivera and Chase Young have been speaking, and uh, it appears that he quote gets why the Commanders declined it, and he shows you know he thinks of other guys uh, like uh, Deron Payne who got a big contract. Yeah, I mean he needs to produce if 
He wants it. He so. needs to be on the field. That's He's true another too. guy that hasn't been on the field. He was well, just he a first-round pick. So hopefully uh, the Commanders can see something more from Chase Young this season. But I hope so. Here's Ron Rivera on Chase Young. Chase, since you know the fifth year yeah. option, and just yes. generally mentally, how's he doing? And all that? Um, well, just you know, from what I've gotten in our our, our text messages and conversations, just, hey, he, he gets it, he understands, and he's going to go out and I really believe he's going to come in and, and give us everything he's got. I, I, I you know, I, I don't disagree with Jack's message that um, you know when he he, he uh, I believe Julie was uh, Julie Donaldson was interviewing him, and he he came out and said, you know, this this is about. Uh, production-based business, and you have to produce. And, and, and if you want to look at a great example, that's what Duran did. You know, our, our intent is to keep our guys, guys that produce for us, we want them to be around, want them to be part of what we're doing. And, um, you know, so that's pretty much just been the message, and, and I believe he's adapted to it very nicely, and he's working hard. Um, you know, I'll be excited to see him when he has to be here. So, again, he's, um, you know, he's been, he's been on top of things. So he's not there, but he's been on top of things, as – Quote, Ron He's not at OTA. No. How, how's he going to earn his contract? I, I don't know. Lamar Jackson got a contract. He's not at OTAs. He is today. He's also you see him mad at him as well. <laughs> All right, we got know, sc- maybe he decided not to show up. Before we hit the break, we've got a score update. It appears top of the third inning, George Washington leads Jefferson two to nothing in the uh, state softball tournament down in Charleston. Uh, But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Uh, We'll talk a little about a local baseball team making a comeback. The franchise under a new name, which you can pick your name, pick the name for it. As the Hagerstown baseball team being resurrected, Nats and O's lose last night, plus more when we wrap things up next on the Sports Mix. White wine and a bucket of beer just sipping, sipping all summertime. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. 
The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. And uh, saw this last night, and uh, unknowingly, you guys had already kind of talked about it being a topic on the show today, but uh, the Herald Mail, along with the new Hagerstown baseball franchise uh, that I believe a month or so ago announced the uh, building of a baseball park and the fact that they were bringing baseball, uh, downtown baseball, is uh, the company or the the LLC that, that is setting it up? Uh, they're ma- they partnered up with the Herald Mail, the newspaper up there in Hagerstown, to uh, do a sweepstakes kind of thing for uh, Hagerstown baseball team name. Uh, you can name it, and if you submit your entry, uh, if one overall winner will receive two season tickets for the inaugural season, a team jersey and a team cap. Four random entrants will receive two tickets to opening night, a team jersey and team cap. Ten random entrants will receive two tickets to the opening night. Go to the heraldmail.com under the sports section. Find it. Uh, Entries will be taken until June 5th, 2023. Vote for the new name between June 21st and July 7th, 2023. So check back there. Uh, But I submitted my name last night. The Hagerstown Hounds. Why? I just think Hagerstown Hounds, it kind of goes together. H and H. It fits. The alliteration. Then you have a hound as the mascot. Yeah. Colin, what about you? I went with the Hagerstown Hubs. I know North High School in Hagerstown also has the same mascot. However, it being the hub city and a former name of the Hagerstown baseball team back in the, uh, I believe, 50s, I I thought it'd be cool to bring it back. I know there were a lot of different names. I'd love for it to be any of the former names. I I doubt that they do the Hagerstown Suns again, even though that is the one special to me because that's what they were growing up for me and going to Municipal Stadium, but it's a new time, but I still think that they should somehow cooperate or combine the past with the present and go with something like the Hubs or maybe the Owls again or the Blues or the Champs, anything like that. No. What was yours? Well, minor league baseball, they always have strange names I just it's came up true this. But, but this not is a minor the atlantic league league. team it's the atlantic yeah, league but i guess the charleston dirty birds like that's true they have weird names in the atlantic league too i just came up with this it has nothing to do with the city of hagerstown to my knowledge the hagerstown hamsters <laughs> did you submit so it we all went with the h's did you submit it and i like I'm the direction you're going so hamsters. let's you combine do it before here. somebody else does here, Nick. okay what if I go and do it right we now? We talked about this earlier and kind of figured out the reason why they're called the Suns, right? Yeah. Was because Wooly, the caterpillar, who was their mascot, 
people said predicts the weather or whatever it was, which yeah, is why if you saw the caterpillar, it'd be sunny, which is why they were Hagerstown Suns. Why not then, instead of the hamsters, be the just Hagerstown woolly caterpillar caterpillars, or just the Hagerstown caterpillars or the Hagerstown woolies? Doesn't that that one's not bad? But I don't really like caterpillar. That's a long word. That's true. Name. I mean, you could change it to the pillars then. I don't know. The cats. Pillagers. Ooh. Cow. I think I just like the hamster. Well, you people, have, if you're if you have an idea, your go hamster in the running Facebook on the wheels on the scoreboard. Okay. That could work. I envision. I don't know. It. Bring back Wooly. But just be the Hagerstown Woolies. If like anyone it. listening Wooly has the ideas. hamster. Yeah. A black and orange hamster with the yeah. stripes like the caterpillar. We'll if, work on this. If anyone listening has ideas, you can uh, post in our Facebook comments for today's show. Uh, see what your ideas are for the new team name for the new Hagerstown Baseball Club team. You could just Warthogs. be You could just be the Hagerstown Baseball Club. Warthogs was one that I heard because uh, the fighter jet, that's the Warthog, was uh, built in Hagerstown. So. Interesting. All right, uh, let's move on professional or to the MLB ranks. The uh, Nats fell yesterday uh, to the Padres. Juan Soto hit a home run last night in in his, one of his first returns to Nats Park. Uh, seven to three, the final score. Mackenzie Gore doesn't have a great outing. Uh, he doesn't take the loss though because they tied the game up at three three at one point. Uh, but, you know, the Nats are the Nats this year. 705, they're back in action. Trevor Williams will be uh, on the mound for the Nats. And for the Padres, it'll be Weathers. Uh, we'll have pregame coverage from the Nats Radio Network beginning at 635. The O's, as I saw on Twitter earlier, if you were an O's fan, established May 1, 2023. The world is ending, guys. You lost your three games back. Dark days are ahead. <laughs> it's not fun when you lose to the Yankees, especially when you were up 4 nothing, and then 5-4 after you gave up the first lead. And it got tied because of an Aaron Judge home run in the ninth. So, But still, they're playing good baseball. Still have the opportunity to win the series in the Bronx. So hopefully they bounce back and do that. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, excited to see what they can do here tonight. I mean, they've won awesome game ones and then bounced back before, so you know, not at the end of the world, like Spencer said. But uh, back to the Atlantic League because I was John Alderson says go Yankees. Of course, he does. <laughs> we missed you, all, John. Sugarland changed their name. Name they used to be the Sugarland Skeeters. They're now the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Which is quite the well. Name. I mean, it was the Charleston. The Appalachian Power, or no, no what was it? Charleston Power, or West was, Virginia Power. That was a brand Virginia new Power. team. Sugarland has been in the Atlantic League for a while. That's true. Uh, but you get the Long Island Ducks, the York Revolution, the Lancaster Barnstormers, the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs, Camden River Sharks, the Bridgeport Bluefish, the Somerset Patriots, and the Atlantic City Surf. So most of the names do have something to do with the location. So Colin may be on top of it with the hubs. Yeah. But you, uh, I don't know. Well, what you, is a hub, really? What, what's it's your just logo hub city. Play? I don't know. I just don't think you can name a nickname for a team or for somebody that's already got that nickname. I think it's kind of like nickname. the curve, like Altoona Curve. It, it's for the train, so I think it was Hub City because it was a big. Okay, so it'll be like a train. I might be wrong. I mean, it's like the hub between Baltimore mm-hmm. and D.C. and the Sky 81 Hub. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Trip Tobin for coming on the show today to break down what happened at the Baseball Regional Championship game where Hedgesville will go ahead to states next week. Last check in for state softball, I believe Jefferson's still down 2 nothing. Uh, tonight on the radio, 635 pregame, 705 first pitch, Nats and Padres. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.